Hey dreamers, today I'm talking with Travis Wolf. And Wolf is the same Wolf as in Anaya Wolf, who was on last week's episode, uh, who is making his dreams come true by empowering individuals to achieve their life's goals and their desired success. Welcome to the show, Travis. Thank you for so much for having me, Joe. I appreciate it. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you for taking the time to come out here with both you and your daughter, um, who last week we had a great talk about uh, skin and, well, not the physical skin, but her, her <laughs> film, uh, which is now going to be a full-length feature film called Skin. Uh, so in, in that case, in that way, you are empowering at least one person in this room uh, <laughs> to, to go after their life's goals and their desired success. So congratulations on that. And so, you Travis, so you know, you're very welcome. Why don't you get started by giving some background about yourself? Well, first, I just wanted to say that this is a, definitely an honor, a distinguished honor for me. I greatly appreciate you having me after having my daughter last week. It's amazing. But uh, a little bit of background of myself. Well, when I, was, uh, when I was born, my mother had given me away. She didn't have a place to, to go to keep me and. When I was eight years old, because of my my mother's addiction to crack cocaine, my father's addiction to crack cocaine, as well as my father's addiction to alcohol, my family placed myself and my sisters into the foster care system. And while in the foster care system, I was abused physically and mentally. I was raped molested, uh, I was starved, beaten, and eventually I ended up in the group home, and my father had gotten himself clean and got me out of the group home, and I lived with my father for about three years from the time I was, a little bit over three years from the time I was 12 to about 15 when I ran away from my father, and I went and lived in New Jersey with my aunt, and uh, you know, the problems followed me wherever I went and I was a habitual rule breaker and I never really tried to follow the rules or never chose to follow the rules and because of it I was kicked out of six different homes family and friends between the ages of 15 and 18 and by the time I was 18 I decided to uh take an opportunity to look in that proverbial mirror and see myself and see why I continue to have these problems in my life and you know, I looked at myself and I said, self, you know, what is the problem? And myself looked back at my, at my handsome self and it said, self, you are the problem. And once I realized that I was a problem, I decided to change my life. I got tired of making excuses for why I couldn't be the things that I wanted to be or using my circumstances or my victimizations as a reason to why I couldn't get to where I wanted to get. And I began to execute. And uh, it was from that point on that I realized who I was, what I wanted, and I learned how to win. And, you know, I've been winning ever since. I went to, I graduated high school with a, with a very high GPA. I got accepted into multiple universities. Temple University was one of them. I went to Temple University. I, I dropped out at some point of college, and everybody said, uh, you know, you're not going to, never should have dropped out. Now you're never going to go back and finish. But I knew who I was. You know, I knew I was a winner and winners finish. So I finished Temple University at some juncture. 
after I had gotten my job with the Philadelphia Police Department, which now I'm a sergeant in the police department. And I joined the military at 29. I had got injured. I got gotten injured and I ended up having to get out of the military, unfortunately. But that was a goal of mine, always a goal of mine, even before I got onto the police department. So I did achieve that goal. And my life has always just been about achieving goals and setting goals. Once I get to that goal, setting a higher goal, achieving that goal. And now I'm living out my dream to help people on a grand scale by starting my own business using Wolf Empowerment Group as that as that catalyst, as that vehicle to have that platform to help others on that grand scale. So there's a little background story of myself and where I am today. Wow, 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 wow. So, uh, yeah, it, well, a lot of times it's easy, um, especially as, as a youth, to, to think like, well, what did the rules get me? You know what I mean? The rules didn't help me. Like, they didn't help you growing up, clearly, because it puts you in a lot of bad situations prior to probably being in better situations. But at that point, you're young and you're just, like, seeing what's just in front of you and not seeing the grand the grand scheme of things. So I, I, I totally sympathize with, with where you were coming from is like, you know, putting yourself in that situation, an even worse situation than you even needed to be at that, at that point. Um, so no, I, I, that's awesome that you were able to, um, you know, pull yourself up and, and feel like, you know, empower, to use that word empowerment, empower yourself for, to be motivated to move forward with your life. And to, to, I mean, not only just to, to go and finish high school, but to go to college, then finish college, even th- through the, da- the doubt and self-doubt. And college is a big thing. It's not like a little thing. Um, I think in really like high school and, and grade school is a little thing compared to college. Cause at that point you're on your own. Like you could go do anything. You don't have to be there. There's no rules that say you have to finish this. Um, and that you, you're able to power through that. So once, uh, I mean, it, it's, it, what kind of inju- injury did you have, um, leaving the, the military? I had, a I had injured my back and, uh, I, I couldn't continue, but I was in the officer candidate program. And, um, at some juncture, I, I was at some point I wasn't able to, to continue to run, like I had to and carrying rucksacks on my back and things and doing the ruck marches. Uh, my back just wouldn't, couldn't take it. I ended up having two surgeries on my back and, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, it was, it was rough for me. It's always, it's still rough for me. You know, I, I kind of don't like, uh, it, it gets, you know, it gets kind of rough talking about it. Cause it, it was really a goal of mine. I, I loved, I loved being in that environment. I loved, thriving in that environment and being successful in that environment. When I was in basic training, I was, uh, you know, graduated, you know, atop my class, you know, up at the top of my class in physical fitness. And I was one of the oldest people there, you know, and there was 18 year olds and 19 year olds that couldn't outrun me, couldn't out push me, couldn't out sit up me, you know, and uh, it was, it, it was, you know, just powerful to see, I can continue to push myself at the highest level and then to get out and to get into out of the basic, out of basic training and to go into the OCS officer candidate program, officer candidate school and, uh, to not be able to finish it. You know, I, it, it hurts cause I don't like to set goals for myself and not achieve them. But 
you know, that's life. And it's not a failure. When you don't achieve a goal in life, it's not necessarily a failure. Sometimes, not sometimes, all the times, you only fail when you accept what, what has transpired in your life as a failure. If you take that opportunity to learn from whatever mistakes you made or whatever problems arise during that situation, if you take an opportunity to learn from that situation, you've actually turned that situation into a successful situation. Now you know what to do better next time or how to be better or how to get to that next level by using that situation as a springboard to catapult you to that that next level. So although it hurts, it was definitely one of my biggest achievements and I use it as a I look at it as a success. And and it definitely was. And even with that issue, you still have the ability to be able to be a police officer, which I, I thank you for. Um it's it's incredible that even with the through the injuries, like I mean, being a police officer is no slouch. You know, I mean, I mean, I guess unless you were just doing a desk job at that point, but even then, like having back injuries could run, you could run into that problem. It's like, I can't sit at a desk for that long, depending on the injury. You, you know what I mean? Like it's, yes, sir. it's tough, but even through that, you are still able to, to maintain being a, a police officer and, and, and having, um, a, a, I, what I assume is a, at least somewhat a physical demanding job compared to <laughs> many others that aren't out there. Our job's very physically demanding. Um, I actually got injured on 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 the job as a police officer, so I have, you know, have had multiple injuries. I recently just had a wrist surgery, actually, from an on-the-job injury. You know, it's constantly very physically demanding, and dealing with people who don't want to go to jail. You know, they they get very aggressive, and they you know they put their hands on us, and we have to put our hands on them to effectuate the arrest and. That's when injuries occur. So, you know, that that's part of the job, and I've accepted that, knowing that that is a part of the job, and I have no problem with doing that part of the job, you know, because that's what it calls for sometimes. But that's those situations aren't don't come about as often, you know, more so being a police officer is about servicing the community and trying to bridge that gap between the police and the community and trying to build a healthy relationship you know, just for people in general and the police, because now in today's society, the 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 picture that's been painted of police is always, most times, not always a negative one by the media and sometimes by others on social media. But when you're when you understand the grassroots of policing and what it was intended to be, you know, you you do see that bigger picture and are able to look past some of those negative things and try to work toward the, the, the true goal. It It's tough. Um, I was, there was a, um, a video that I was watching where they had, um, I think it was one of the, I, I don't even know if he was an actual leader of black lives matter. They brought him out to a police like, um, training facility and they ran through and they also had like a, a news reporter speaking to uh anaya's wanting to bring positivity to the media i don't know if it was really positive but at least it was enlightening i don't know if you've seen this video but did. you did so they brought you know both of them out there and and like even the 
um, both of them, both the newscaster and and the the leader from, or I don't know, if a real leader or a leader of the community, if you will. Uh, both of them, the first time they, the, the first scenario of three that they went through, they both got shot <laughs> because things happen like like that, and it, it, it things flip so quickly. Um, but after the, the two subsequent, it was like the first thing they went for was like, okay, I'm gonna put my hand on my gun. Okay, my hand, my gun's out, and it's. It's tough because it it would get in your mind. I mean, as much as we want to think that, um, you know, people as robots, like they know the situation and the situational awareness is like a, like they're living in a movie or something, and they know and they can see everything. We're still human, and we still have um, fears. We still have doubts. We still have, uh, t- you know, just thinking, processing a situation takes seconds, and in those seconds. Could be life threatening. It's it's really difficult. Um, it's not something that I think that I could handle or necessarily even want to be the, the put into that kind of a situation. It's a very it's very rough. And before I before I do before I do speak on it, I wanted to make sure that's clear that my thoughts and opinions don't represent those of the Philadelphia Police Department. Although I'm a member of the department, this is what I'm speaking about. It doesn't reflect upon what they're ideals or goals or objectives are their beliefs but you know for for the question that you pose or the statement that you made rather it it is really tough and people don't understand on this job how hard it is to make those split second decisions what people don't get is from the comfort of your own living room while you're sitting on your couch or watching tv or you're watching your phone watching a video on your phone somewhere comfortably in a chair you don't understand what it's like when somebody has a gun or pulls a gun on you or is threatening with their body language to use a gun against you. And you have to go and try to prevent that person from harming themselves or harming other people in the community or harming you, the police officer and or other police officers. And nobody, I don't believe anybody wakes up in the morning and says, I want to go kill a person or I want to go hurt a person, you know, but unfortunately people sometimes place themselves in situations where they force an officer to make that split second decision. And, um, you know, sometimes that type of deadly force does have to be used and it is a reality of life and a reality of our, of our job. And, um, you know, it really is tough. You want to give people the benefit of the doubt. You want to try to preserve life as much as possible. But if somebody wants to take you out and keep you from getting home to your family, you know, or, keep your partner from getting home to their family you know any person in that situation whether you're a community member like you spoke about earlier or a news reporter or you know somebody doing a, a, a an interview with a police officer when the when the roles are reversed and you're in that situation you're going to do what everyone does to protect their life and they're going to do what's necessary to save their life we have to we have the responsibility as police officers to save the life of our to of our community members of the person who's threatening other people's lives or either their own, we have to save that person's life and we have to save ourselves as well. So we have a greater obligation than what most people have when sitting home on their couch trying to make that decision. I, I would, I would totally agree. And, um, it, it's though, you know, it's, it's very difficult for, you know, everybody could be that, 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 that uh, was the Monday quarterback. Monday you know, morning could, quarterback. Yeah, yeah, like oh, I would have did this or I would have did that. Um, but it does it, it it puts you know put, putting yourself in those situations. Like we again, you're not robots. You don't live in a bubble. You're not there. It's not like 
every police officer doesn't have a family and they just like, yeah, with life is, you know, I'm here to protect and serve. And that's it. There's nothing outside of that box of like, well, I got a family to go home to, or I don't have a family to go home to. I don't have any responsibilities. And if somebody were to take my life, well, it's better than taking somebody else's life, right? Like life is life, and and it it doesn't that it doesn't make a difference. You know what I mean? There's no difference there. So. As much as sometimes people would like to believe that we all live in, like, or, or at least police officers live in this bubble of, like, th- that's all they do. And, and there's nothing else outside of that moment in which they you're seeing them. That's not the case. I mean, clearly, you're no, here. absolutely not. And you're, you're empowering not. other people to, to go after their dreams and, and doing things, uh, you know, great things in the world. So, it, it's... It's but sometimes it's hard for people to see that situation. You know that yeah, side. It, of it's it. definitely important to see that side of it. But actually, when I was um, when I was younger, and uh, some of my my behaviors had gotten us evicted from our our, our apartment. Uh, I was vandalizing things in, in, in the, at the apartment, and uh, they kicked us out of the apartment complex. We were living in a motel. My mother and my three sisters, and one of the one of my aunts who was at the house with another one of my aunt and aunts and they got into some kind of argument and one aunt stabbed the other aunt in the temple right in front of myself and my sisters. And when that occurred, we, uh, we watched my aunt run outside and collapse on the ground. And, uh, there was a police officer from the Brooklyn police department, a very small department, um, all white police officers. And, my family, myself, you know, being African-American, you know, seeing this officer come around after that incident every day, right? During a time when we used to get called racist words, you know, like right to our face, get spit on, you know, jumped by groups of hateful individuals. This police officer would come over every day that he was working and bring us either candy or food or something from the local food establishments or donuts just something to let us know that he cared about us and he would come check on us and come knock on our door make sure our mom was there and if she wasn't you know he'd look after us just just he inspired me to want to become a police officer showing a family like like my family who had nothing who came from nothing and was poor showing us love and compassion on that level from the being in 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 the role that he was in as a police officer and during a time when racism was so prevalent just inspired me to want to change the world and become a police officer and give somebody back that same compassion and love. And, you know, that's what, that's what Wolf Empowerment does now on a grand scale, you know, to change lives and to give people a different perspective and let them see that it's not, everything's not what it always appears on the surface. And, you know, if you have that negative mindset, things will become exactly what you believe them to be because that's what that's what the universe allows for us to do it allows us to create our own circumstances you know and allows us to believe whatever it is we want to believe and make that come come become our truth you know if you think positive things and you're always believing positive things you the law of attraction allows for those things to come to you all positive things one of the reasons why i met you you know and one of the reasons why why we're able to do the things that we're doing is because of the law of attraction. We put that positive energy out there in the, in the universe, and it comes back to us tenfold. And um, you know, that's that's. I think that's a plight of 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 the world today. Is a lot of us think negatively, and 
we beget neg- negative thoughts, beget negative responses, negative actions, negative things just kind of come to you. But when you think positive and you do positive things in life, it comes, it's just the same, you get the same result, you know, all positivity. So that's, that's what I'm, that's what Wolf Empowerment's doing. Uh, okay. All right. So, <laughs> um, you, you gave me a lot there. Uh, I mean, first of all, I, I, it, I, I don't even understand why people would like i can't even imagine having the time to go and spend to go and hate on somebody else it seems to me that seems so far away from like the realm of of anything that i would even want to spend my time on so i'm very sorry that you had to deal with that especially in brooklawn i mean i it's it's literally just down the street from here um in fact my aunt lived there I think in like the late nineties, she was living there. Um, but that, that, that's incredibly horrific to, to have to grow, to go in that, that situation. Now, the other thing with your aunt, um, stabbing your other aunt, like, let's use our words. (laughs) There's like a lot of other, I mean, even like, you know, throwing something against the wall or something. I mean, there's lots of other ways that we can get our anchor out than, than going to that extreme. And that's, I, I mean, it's just like I, I can't even imagine see, seeing that or being like. I mean, I'm trying to, and it's making me want to cry. I know. <laughs> um, just just thinking about that. So, and and I'm laughing because I, I, I it makes you know not nervous, but just like natural defense. Yeah, yeah it's it. like that's incredible that somebody would do. I mean, again, he in the moment, I, I get it. Like that's how flower pots end up broken or something. You know what I mean? Plates <laughs> yeah. end up broken, but, but, but to, to take it to that extreme is, is, is absolutely horrible. So, um, uh, moving, moving forward through that, um, it, uh, I, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> and it's a lot, to, it's a lot to take in. It I is, know it is. It it's, is. It's, um, oh, going, go. Oh, so positivity. So going with, how we met because I, I actually I didn't mention that in in the interview with Anaya uh, I met because of the positivity that just oozes from your son and and wanting to go and meet people and your son's name is Travis as well yes <laughs> so you know he came right over and he was just talking to me and asking questions and um before you know I was talking to him and then before you know he's like oh I, I you got to meet my dad and, and then he started talking about Anaya as well and and you know, so it's it's great to see that somebody is is able to um, put all of the, the the incredibly negative and horrible things, especially like you were saying, and, and I couldn't agree more about people that think positively versus thinking negatively. Sure, we, you know, I, I I don't even consider myself a super positive person. I consider myself more of a realist, but it's more of a positive realist, like. We can we can think positively in the bounds of what's possible, what's you know what we're capable of. I can't be six foot ten in the NBA, like <laughs> I just can't do that. But but I could be amazing at the you know at playing basketball and still make you know make it on my own terms. Um, if I was you know five foot six, then maybe not so much. But there has been players. There's been examples of that. So Lucy Bogues, yeah, yeah. So you you it's. It is possible. It's not impossible. And, I, of course, I've talked about this on the show and in, in my talks and stuff. Like, But but it's the amount of time that you're willing to put in and, and the payoff. And and that's, you know, just being a positive person and, and thinking in a positive way is one of those things that's like it, it doesn't necessarily come naturally to us. 
It doesn't. No. Um, because there's constantly something that's that's negative or something that's that's sad or horrific or horrible happening to us, um, and and isn't always necessarily our fault. There's nothing that we could do about that. You know, dealing with people that that would go out of their way, which is just incredible to me, that people would go out of their way to do something mean to somebody else. It it just it just it just boggles my mind. It's uh. <laughs> it is uh, like, an don't enigma. We have jo- like, there's jobs. Like, this, like, that's what like people in like, th- and no offense to third world countries, but that's what people in like third world countries who literally have nothing else to do with their time, but like think of ways to like make somebody else's life miserable. Though maybe I'm incorrect, and maybe it is a first world problem of like people that live in a situation where they just like, oh, you know what, I, I everything's fine. I'm just gonna go and make other people miserable for like no reason other than to make myself feel better about my situation that in the grand scheme of the world and the thing and things in the world is really not that bad to begin with <laughs> so it's it's really um pathetic is 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 the word i i think i will go with i think well that that the thing that stems from i think that that stems from the miseducation of of individuals and the ignorance and i mean that just as in not having the knowledge of how to think positively you know it's not something like you said it's not something that comes naturally you actually have to develop the ability to use thought replacement when you have a negative thought coming to your mind you have to immediately immediately replace it with something positive see the bright side and it's always a bright side of everything and you know i (coughs) you know one thing that i try to 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 implement in my own life is the idea that nothing in my world ever goes wrong and when you think like that, things that happen, you know that the end result is going to be something great, something positive, because that's, that's what you're working towards, and that's what the law of attraction will bring you. You know that these things that happen are supposed to happen. Everything happens by design, and you know we do have our own free will, but you, have your, you, you still, at the end, have control of where you're going to go with your situation. So if, I'm, if there's going to be a bump in the road or something's going to, Come in, come in to slow me down. I'm not going to allow allow that thing to distract me from the end goal. So, it nothing necessarily went wrong in my life. It, you know, there's just a bump in the road, and we're going to get over that. No big deal. Don't get upset about it. If you know you're going to get to the end result anyway, and if you keep working toward the end result, you'll get the end result. So why leading up to the end result would you bring anger in your life and some kind of anguish or frustration or sadness or all those negative emotions? you stay positive you're gonna you're gonna you're going to get to that goal either way so get to that goal while you're being positive while you're being happy while you're smiling while you're looking looking at the bright side and helping others along the way to even try to do the same thing i mean it's it's not easy i mean speaking from the the entrepreneur sense there's definitely been days and and sometimes multiple days where i'm just like why am I still all, what am I doing here? Like, you know, things aren't going the way. I, I didn't get what I thought I was going to get. I didn't get the, the award that I thought I was going to get. I didn't get this or that the way. But, you know, at the end of the day, like, everything does happen for a reason, for some reason. And whatever that reason is, it you know, we're going, you're going to get to where you need to go at the pace in which you're supposed to get there. Absolutely. If you put the work in. Absolutely. You know, if you and just sit around. You just said then, what's important. You just said exactly what's the most important thing, which I was going to mention is that work it's the it's the key one of the keys to success you know it's a a secret to life that when you work 
you get what you want. But some people aren't willing to put in the work. Some people aren't willing to get out of bed early enough to put that extra work in. They're like, oh, just a couple more minutes of sleep. Or they hit the snooze button, it turns into an hour or two hours. And, you know, when you don't put that work in, you won't get the results you want. You know, you keep making excuses for why you didn't get to where you got. Well, excuses beget excuses. Execution begets the results. You put that work in, you will get what you want. Maybe you didn't win the award that you thought you would have won. Okay, maybe you're not getting to the level you want to get to as fast as you want. But then that's when you have to sit back and ask yourself, well, am I putting in the work? And if I'm putting in the work, maybe I'm not putting in enough work. Can I, how can I put in more work? What can I do to get to that next level? Who do I have to contact? Where is it that I have to go to attain this knowledge? We, when we make ourselves more valuable, we attain the value that we want to attain. But what we have to do as individuals is apply ourselves in such a way that we make ourselves more valuable. What's the difference between the fast food employee and the CEO? They're both people. They both put their pants on one leg at a time. They both have the ability to be just as smart and genius and brilliant as they want to be, or however perceived. they desire or perceive. <laughs> but you can be as, as whatever you desire to be. The difference is that CEO made themselves more valuable. Whereas the fast person at the fast food establishment settled for that. You know, my first job was working at McDonald's. Well, Wendy's rather. My first job was Wendy's. Love me Wendy's then I worked man. I loved Wendy's. Then I worked at McDonald's. I worked at Pathmark, you know. I worked at Burger King. You know, I worked at Wendy's, Burger King and Pathmark at one point in my life all at the same time. I was homeless. I needed uh, you know, I didn't have any place to stay. I needed to work. So but when you decide to make yourself more valuable and start getting that self-education and, you know, getting things you're not going to get, you're not going to get certain things out of a school education. You won't get certain things out of college. When you start to ask yourself, how do I make myself more valuable? What do I have to learn? What do I have to do? What book is it that I have to read? And you start doing those things. You make yourself so valuable that it's impossible for you not to achieve whatever that success is that you want to acquire, whether it be financially or whether it be in your happiness, in your family life or other, when you start to, to learn about how to be the best you at those things, you add value to yourself. And that's when you become successful. And we use that word as, a, as an umbrella for everything else underneath. Well, successful, you know, can be in, in so many different ways. It Absolutely. Have to it, just because be it's objective. Like money. Cause that, no, that's it's not just money. It's like success. I said, it's family. It's, it's, if you're, if you're content with having, being, being a great family man, Want to become a police officer, and you've achieved that goal. You've you have a you have the house that you wanted to have, the car that you wanted to have, and you're comfortable. And that's what that's your idea of success. You are successful, but if at any point you want more, if at any point you want more, you have to go get more. If at any point you're not content, you have to go get more to go to be become content. Because once you get to that point where you want more and you're not getting more, you're not growing. And if you're not growing, you're dying. So you have to continue to grow. That's what fulfills us because success without fulfillment is dangerous, very dangerous. You have to get that fulfillment as well. Robin Williams was a very successful man. You know Robin. I won't sit here. You know Robin. I know the kind of yeah, person yeah. you are. You know Robin Williams' life. I'm not going to, you know, belabor, you know, the point, but <laughs> belabor the point. But Robin Williams hung himself. You know, he, he wasn't completely fulfilled. And that's dangerous. So 
if you at any point in your life you feel you're, you've attained certain success but now you become unfulfilled you have to go out and, ch- and chase that and you have to go out and work and continue to work and work harder to get even more to expand your idea of success so that you can have that fulfillment definitely and it's a it's a shame um that somebody that could have had probably anything they wanted in the world was still not fulfilled um so all right so let's let's go to let's move on to to talking about wolf empowerment group and what was some of the first steps you took to get that get that rolling um like did you know did you just come up with the idea you woke up with the idea or did you uh was it a long process of like well i think i want to do this and and you know kick in around for a little while (laughs) you know it's funny because I, i was i had decided in 2015 that i wanted to do this and the moment that i decided that i wanted to do it i started to do the things that were necessary to get to this level but when i started to really delve into the traumas that i had in my life it created emotions in me that i had suppressed all my life you know not having my mom because of her addiction to drugs not having my father his addiction to drugs and alcohol and my family putting us in the foster care system you know my grandmother you know, telling me I would end up dead or in jail like my father, you know, and never really believing in me. You know, nobody really ever believing in me and me always feeling like everybody's abandoned me and I was in this by myself. And when you start to think about all those times when, you know, you were would wish you had your mother or your father when you were getting abused physically by foster parents or when you were getting, you know, molested or, you know, raped by, you know, other foster, older foster children. And I was 11 years old and I was getting, you know, molested and raped by a 16 year old boy, you know, it was, you know, and to be a police officer, you know, in a culture where you're supposed to be tough, you know, you're supposed to be, you know, a pillar of, you know, greatness you know and you're you're revered as 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 a certain thing but you know that you've been through all these traumas it created a lot of problems within me emotionally and it created problems with my my relationship with my wife you know and um you know we ended up having to go to marital counseling it was i wasn't at a place where i could really get those i could really visit those emotions and really have control and um you know i used that used that as an excuse to not continue to chase my dream. And uh, my sister brought me uh, her phone one day and she told me, she asked me often how, how was the book coming along because I started writing a book and I, you know, she knew I wasn't really writing it anymore and I was like, uh, you know, well, I had nothing to say and it was embarrassing because that's, I, I know when I decided to, I set a goal, I start things, I finish. So she gave me her phone and there was a video on there and um there was a motivational speaker by the name of Eric Thomas, and the video was called You Owe You. Eric's the man. Eric Thomas is the man. But there was a video on there called You Owe You. And uh, after watching that video, I gave her the phone, and I was ready. At that point, I was I had made the decision to make the decision to act and to do exactly what I set out to do. And I knew that I was going to achieve my goals in life. And uh, I, I haven't stopped ever since, man. But, you know, that was what kicked it off for me, you know, that... I think my sister bringing me that video and somebody, you know, believing in me and showing me that, you know, 
hey, you know, you fell off from what you were going to do, reminding me of how much I hated failure, you know, hated not achieving goals in my life. So that's what kicked it off for me. And I just, I haven't stopped. Now, how did your family take you starting up Wolf Empowerment Group? Man, they, uh, my family's so supportive, you know, and in, in, in their own, in their own thing. My, my son's an actor and a, and a, um, a dancer. My daughter's a director, a filmmaker, actress, all these great things, writer. She's very successful in her own, in her own regard. My wife owns her own business, um, original expressions, you know, she's, she manages my kids. She she knows what it takes to become successful, and she knows the sacrifice that it involves. And when I said I wanted to do it, she was very supportive. She was very supportive. Uh, you know, she helped me uh, come up with my logo ideas. She helped me with coming up with my my website, and you know, she just whatever she could do, and she could find a moment to while she's not helping helping excuse me helping the kids. She, she helped me do what I needed to do to help me get to the next level in what I'm doing. And uh, my kids are very supportive. My son has a lot of ideas and things that I should talk about to people. He offers me a lot of ideas. And my daughter as well. I get inspiration from her and the things that she's doing. And, you know, they, they're very, very supportive. They took it very well. And uh, I think that's a key element in my success with Wolf Empowerment Group is that family support. You know, it's gotta, it's gotta feel like you're, like you're lagging behind. You know, with, I like, do. I'm like, with everybody. I got, so I got, I got to get big before my daughter. She's gonna make the first million in our family. It's gonna be <laughs> either her or my son. One of them. I'm like, man, I feel like I'm, I'm a loser. But that inspires me. You know, <laughs> it's, it, it motivates me. I'm so competitive. It's like the race for the million in our house. You know, we're all <laughs> trying to, we're all trying to get to that next level. Well, you know, it's. Um, it's it's not it's not impossible. It's it, no, it's definitely not it's, impossible. But it's just great. It's like you know, such a, a powerhouse family here uh, that, that I'm, I'm so grateful to have and so grateful to meet. And I, I actually I, I didn't mention this uh, in the in in the interview with Anaya that we met at the Kitty Panor Weekend 2016. So it's it's you know those types of events that really bring um, like minded people together. That is it's wonderful that we we got to connect. And again, I'm so grateful that your son walked over and and, and grateful I am for too, you man. I am to too. instill that in him you know that that kid man he's all you know one our goal as a family as in first of all our goal as individuals we and i am so blessed that we all had this like mind we love to help people and that's what drives us that's what drives us all of us are trying to do something to change others lives in a positive way and you know when my son came over to you and he found out what you did Immediately, he thought of me because you, as you being a speaker, he's like, "Oh, my dad's a speaker. You know, you you should meet my dad." You know, he wanted he came over to me. He's like, "Hey, you got to meet this guy. He's a speaker. Like, you know, maybe you can learn something. He can help you. You know, and and teach you something. You know, because we believe that we can learn. From, we're never above anybody else. Never. No matter how big we get or how much of a powerhouse you might think we are, we're, we're very humble, believing that we we're just we're regular people like everybody else. Put our legs, our pants on, one leg at a time, and we can learn from each other." And we'll never be bigger than the system. We'll never be bigger than other people, you know. So we always try to help others, and and that's what what motivates us. And because of because of that that giving spirit that we have, and that helping spirit, and that spirit of uh, philanthropy that we that we have, that's what keeps us going, you know. And that we attribute all of our success to 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 that, and trying to 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 be to be godly people, you know. 
Well, as professionals, that's how we get better. We we practice and we learn and we listen and it's the stories that bring us, you know, it's brought me so much and over the years and then it, it's been amplified so much once we got to the Dreamers podcast and creating that because all of a sudden, like, I had this platform of, like, getting to talk to these people from all around the world and, and have very vast uh, experience, like, learn learn from their experiences that I wouldn't have learned had I just stayed, you know, in my little bubble here in, in East Greenwich, New Jersey. So, mm-hmm. uh, super, super thankful for that. Now, Travis, what has been the, the biggest roadblock with Wolf Empowerment for you? Myself. We are our own worst enemy when we when we're not when we don't have that mindset yet to to think positive when we don't have the knowledge to understand that we can attain anything that we want to attain in our lives when we don't apply ourselves because we have had trauma you know traumatic experiences in our lives or we've had something that makes us feel inferior and like, oh man, how can I be? Because sometimes there was days I was like, man, how can I be? Like I listen to E.T., you know, I listen to guys like Tony Robbins and I listen to, you know, the great Les Brown and I'm like, man, how can I be? How can I amount to these guys? You know what I mean? But I stopped at some point, I stopped looking at, at that as the, getting to that level where they are was my, perceived plateau you know because a plateau is really only it's 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 really only perception of how high you can go there there really is no limit and i have a special i have something different i i have a special unique unique view because i'm able to see both sides of the argument when it comes to police and the community being a member of both you know being a victim of racism and now, you know, like, and now being a police officer and understanding that, you know, being an overcomer of all the traumatic experiences that I had in my life, I have a unique perspective. And I'm not, once I stop trying to get to that level where they are or trying to be them or be better than them and just try to reach the, whatever that, whatever level of success you get to when you're at infinite success when I started to chase that that's when I that's when things became different for me when I removed myself you know we are our own worst enemies when you ask yourself why can't I or how can I you know you start to you start to doubt yourself and you won't get to that level that you want to be at but when you start to believe and know and act and do as if there is no stopping you from getting to that level and there is nothing that can get in your way you just soar you just soar and then that was that was the moment for me man when i just i just took off but that was the biggest problem just myself it it is it definitely can get in the way and and like i said when there's days that you you have that doubt or i mean sometimes multiple days in a row when things just aren't going right and and you know that doubt creeps in it's tough um to keep that keep the train on the tracks and keep it chugging along because you know, we have to look, you know, deep inside of ourselves to, to find that those answers are like, okay, yeah, okay, it wasn't it wasn't great. And it's easy to say, but when you're in that moment, sometimes that's when you, you have to take a step back and like, okay, let me let me do something for me. Let me take a couple you know, let me take a day off. And and it's tough because as people like like us who want to just keep working and keep pushing yes. towards and keep going, yes. to take that day off is like 
Uh, but I should be doing something. <laughs> but you know what? It's that. It's that. It's that feeling that that you can bring back. That you you know because that it starts to, sometimes it, when that doubt creeps in that it can wane. Like, well, maybe I sh- maybe I'm what I'm doing isn't working. Maybe I should check. You know, look. I mean, when I was doing Dreamers podcast um, back maybe like six months in, I was getting to the point where I was like, you know. I'm not getting the success that I thought I would be getting with this. Would I see other shows mm-hmm. getting or this or that? And I'm like, you know, maybe maybe I should try a different type of show. Or maybe I should try, you know, uh, not even just a different type of show, but a different topic for a show. And do something different. And and I'm like, well, you know, but then I'd be giving up on what I do have. And what I have mm-hmm. is way more than what I started with, which was zero. So you know why give up on that and and sometimes we have to give up to go from good to great to you know excellent to legendary or whatever but <laughs> so sometimes sometimes we do but sometimes we just need to find it inside of ourselves and even with this show like going you know that was like maybe 6 months in i had that that doubt cuz at the time i was doing the show 5 days a week so mm. i was putting a lot so of time and yeah. effort into this thing and feeling like man i'm not getting where i thought i should be getting and and then you know, back in, I think it was like November of last year, 2015, I was like, you know, I'm getting not bored with the show, but I want to do something different. So that's why I created the pre-show. And in January, or I think it was January or February, we started doing, recording these pre-shows where I could give more of myself and give more value and Mm -hmm. give more information and more experience and knowledge and everything to the show and have it follow my journey and and give me a a platform for my own journey versus just giving the show to all of my guests, which I still, which is why I still have the interviews because it enables me to connect with people like you and Anaya and all, so many other people. Uh, it's ridiculous. So, but sometimes we just need to pivot a little bit, not a lot, and then we fall, can fall back in love with what we originally started, you know, and get back to that. So, um, obviously, you had a, a pretty. I mean, rough isn't even the right word. Childhood, um, <laughs> but did you have any childhood dreams while you were in? In, in that I had no dreams I had no dreams and you know children are supposed to dream you know I had I had no dreams because <laughs> life I, I was actually too young to really envision myself at this level at this time in my life so until I was seven years old almost eight, when I met that police officer, I didn't have any dreams. Uh, At that point, I wanted to become a cop. My my mother told me that I always wanted to become a cop. She told me even when I was younger, she showed me pictures of me really young, you know, know, with the gun and the fake badges and stuff. I always wanted to be a cop, she said. But the moment I met that officer was when I knew that that's what I wanted to do. And that was, at that point, was the only time I really had a dream, some, a desire to want to become or do something. But as I went on through my life with so many different obstacles, I started to feel like I stopped dreaming. You know, I stopped wanting to be something or wishing that I could have something or just envisioning myself as something greater than myself. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it, it was... Thinking about that now, I never really, really considered that, you know, I I never looked forward to anything, you know, never had any childhood dreams. And uh, until, like I said, I met that police officer and 
that's that's kind of tragic. You know what I mean? To have such a life where you don't even dream, you know, of, of, of being something great. You know, kids have dreams of being doctors or lawyers or police officers or, you know, whatever. And, uh, you know, I we just didn't. Well, I can't speak for anybody else. I, I didn't. I didn't. But, I mean, I do now. Well, you, you, you did make a... <laughs> and it's big. Well, you made your, you know, once you decided that, like, I want to be a cop. I mean, how old were you at that point? I was seven. And it, what, that's when you decided you wanted to be a cop. Yes. Oh well, that's still that's that's right there. You're 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 in the you know that's still a childhood dream. Yeah, but I mean, it, I kind of with the things I was going through in my life, I didn't really f- foresee myself actually being able to attain that. You know, so I didn't really dream about it. I didn't really, I I wanted to be, you know, but I never. Wanting to be something and dreaming about being something is two different things. You can want to be a lot of things, but when you don't, you, you dream when you're inspired. You know, you're, you're dream when you believe that it can possibly happen. You know, I didn't necessarily dream it. You know, it wasn't until I looked in that proverbial mirror that I realized that I had to become and I would become something greater than what I was. And that's when the dream came to back, back to me. You know, that this is what I wanted to do. You know, this is what. I always wanted to be, now I'm going to do this. And because of some things that I had, had done in my life, it almost prevented me from becoming a police officer. There was a, a time when the police department said, no, you, know, you can't become a police officer. But uh, I never, because, of, because I dreamed, because I knew what I wanted, I wouldn't accept that no. And then two years later, not only did I make sure that they hired me, but I also, two years ago, got promoted to sergeant. You know, like, because I kept dreaming that I can be something greater and I can be more. And But, yeah. Well, so so I, I'm not um, really familiar with the rankings, but Sergeant, is, how high up is, is Sergeant? Like, what's the uh, class it goes, It goes officer, corporal, sergeant, lieutenant, captain, inspector, chief inspector, deputy commissioner, and then commissioner. Oh wow! So you still have a long, long, you know, potential way to go if you want to continue up that that ladder. If I do want to continue up that ladder, you know, but when I started Wolf Empowerment Group, I found my true destiny—I'll call it. You know, what I've really been called to do is is to empower people on on a on a greater level, on a grand scale, and unable to reach as many people as I want to reach. Being a police officer kind of precludes me from from making that change and being that catalyst for change that I really want to be. The police department only allows you to do so much as a police officer when dealing with the community. And the community will only allow you to go so far because a lot of them don't want the help from the police officers. But with this platform, with this vehicle, Wolf Empowerment Group, my options and opportunities to help people are limitless. There's, I, I'm my boss. Nobody, I'm the only person that tells me how far I can go. You know, so my desire, like you said, remember before you said that sometimes you have to stop and kind of redirect yourself to where you want to go, like you did with the podcast, with Dreamers Podcast. And not necessarily give up on your on your, on your dream, you know. I, I I'm still a police sergeant, obviously, but at some juncture in my career, that's that's going to end because Wolf. I have to do this full time 
to be completely fulfilled. I don't want to end up like Robin Williams. God rest his soul. And I'm not taking anything from him as a man or anything or his accomplishments, but I don't want to end up in that in that realm where my lack of fulfillment is dangerous to me. So, you know, I can't say when when this is going to end for me as far as the police department, but at some juncture in my my life, my career is going to be full time helping people and helping people on a grand scale to change their own life not only to empower people is my goal but to empower people to the point where they can empower people you know how powerful that is when i can actually touch others through through you when you can touch somebody from things that you've got that you've attained from me you know you found that belief in yourself now you can teach another person how to find that belief in themselves, and they can empower somebody else and they can empower somebody else that's the grand scale i'm talking about that's why my goal is to change the world my goal is to change the world by using my voice and my story coming from absolutely immeasurable odds. It was one point, Joe, I had a gun in my mouth, man. Somebody, I had a gun in my mouth. These two guys were robbing me, and I knew I was going to die that day. I knew at that very moment I was not guaranteed that day or this day. But 12 years later, I'm standing here, a sergeant in the police department, the owner of my own business. I got a beautiful family, all successful you know, it's it's uh, it's beautiful, man. It's beautiful. And coming from, and I've been faced with death multiple times in my life, but I'm here for a purpose. That's the reason I'm here today is because I'm supposed to be doing Wolf Empowerment Group. I'm supposed to be saving, saving individuals, changing lives, changing the world, and empowering others, man. So... That's what it's about. It's it's not it's not you know it, it go. I've I, I've come to that point where you were in your life where you had to step back and and revamp and redirect or you know kind of remap out your 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 goal and the blueprint and and the direction to where you wanted to be and where you wanted to go. And that's what I'm doing. I love it, and I I definitely believe believe that it's going to happen because of the the work that you put in where you've come from to the where you are now uh is so far and, and when we take a step back and we look at the accomplishments that we've already attained it's it, it we actually can impress ourselves with what we've done because even though sometimes it's like oh yeah i've done this and i've done that and, and and i lived through this and it's like oh yeah okay um but we we did we end up downplaying it because well we did it you know, it's like, ah, it's just like, I did it. So it doesn't, to, like, to me, like, we're our toughest critics. So a lot of times, like, we could downplay what we do. But in in the grand scheme, like, not everybody gets to experience those things. Not everybody gets to experience what it feels like to be, uh, to have success in what they're doing and push forward and, uh, and, and know what their mission is and where they want to head. Even if there's people that they don't get it, they don't see it, they've never experienced it, and they won't experience it because they don't allow themselves to to push themselves hard enough to make it happen. Like, we don't always have to push ourselves. We don't always have to stay up till 3 a.m. and wake up at 6. You know, it's not necessarily an everyday thing, but we when, when the, you know when the chips are down and the bats in your hand are you going to swing the bat are you going to make that happen are you going to you know push harder to make it happen when you need to again you don't just because you work a lot of hours doesn't necessarily mean you worked hard during those hours yes sir you know it's it's about the what you what you do with that time so uh i i, be, I believe i, I you got a believer here travis for sure um so with that said what 
uh, I mean, you kind of already answered the whole dream, you know, dreams for the future. I'm not sure if I actually even answered or asked that question, but you pretty much answered. I would say you answered it, but if you would like to add anything to it, you're welcome to. You didn't ask. You didn't ask the question. I kind of kind of went off a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah, no, it okay. happens on this show. People, <laughs> I'm like, sorry. I'll ask. I'll start with the childhood dream, and before you know it, they're they're at the you know at their last, basically at their last thoughts, and they're like, oh, I got nothing left. All right, well, <laughs> that that is what it is. Um, but this show is designed for for the guests, so. Um, is there, you know, what do your dreams for the future look like with Wolf and Power? I mean, you, again, you've pretty elaborated on it. Is there anything that. else that, that you my, my dream for the future is just to, to get to the level where I am helping change the world on the, on that grand scale. And I, I, there's no cap on it. I, I can't say, oh, I want to be. I'm not doing it for money, so I can't say I want to be a millionaire. Like, that's not my goal. My goal is to change the world. But when you're given a good service, those things come to you. And I, I want to be in a position financially where I can help others. You know, I've helped a lot of people. I give away a lot of money. And not that it, money's everything, but there's people who are in need of that or people who need a little boost to help them get to their desired goal. And that's one of my ways of, of, of empowering people by you know, putting them in a position where they don't have to think about that financial aspect of whatever, you know, maybe they need a couple of hours to pay rent or maybe they need a couple of hours to put food on their table for their family or whatever. And, you know, if if I can be that catalyst to get you to that place where your, your family's not hungry or whatever, or you've got a roof over your head, I want to do that. But I want to be at a point where I can, where I'm making so much money that I can give away so much money, you know, and I just want to help people. I can give away to different charities that are helping empower people to get over their addiction to drugs or where I'm, you know, I, I am going to have a, a organization under the umbrella of Wolf Empowerment that helps victims, child victims of molestation and rape and other forms of child abuse and things. So like, that's my goal to be in that position where I can just help others however they need the help to get to the next level in, in their life. And that's my dream for the future. Oh, I love it. I love it, love it, love it. Travis, is there any last thoughts you'd like to share before we share how people can connect with you? Very last thoughts. If a guy like me with a story like mine, with the immeasurable odds that I faced, can make it, <laughs> you can absolutely make it. You can get to any level in your life that you so dream to get to with a little bit of faith, a burning desire to succeed, and just be willing to put in the work and to do the things that unsuccessful people are not willing to do. You can get to that next level of success in your life. You can achieve whatever it is that you want to achieve, and you can get past those perceived plateaus you just have to believe put that work in and never stop i couldn't agree more couldn't agree more travis how can people connect with you and wolf empowerment group my website wolf empowerment.com that's w-o-l-f-e-m powerment.com also T Wolf Empowers, T W O L F E M Powers, at that's at Twitter. 
and also T Wolf Empowers. That's out. That's at Instagram as well, and my Facebook, Travis T Wolf. You can search me up like that, or Facebook.com backslash Wolf Empowerment. Awesome. We will definitely get those in the show notes uh, at SuperJoePartner.com for <laughs> everybody to check out. Travis, I. I can't thank you enough for coming here. I can't thank you enough for bringing Anaya here. I can't thank you enough for sharing your story and, and sharing above and beyond um, what I feel that you were maybe even comfortable with sharing. Um, but I, I really I really appreciate it. And uh, it definitely uh, has affected me at the, at the very least. <laughs> so uh, I'd love to have you on the show again in, in sometime in the future. Uh, to you know, to follow up, <coughs> excuse me, to see how Wolf Empowerment Group has has been making waves. Absolutely, I would love to love to come back. I greatly appreciate this opportunity, and would even more appreciate another opportunity. And uh, I'm I'm sure you'll be pleasantly surprised, pleasantly surprised in the kind of waves that Wolf Empowerment's making. We're already riding one, a lot of opportunities such as this one right here. So, I want to thank you for helping push Wolf Empowerment on that wave, you know, further and closer, uh, further to, closer to rather, that success. Oh, you're quite welcome. I, I'm, it's a pleasure to be able to help you uh, in, in any way to help other people. And that's really what the show is that's all about. That's what the Dreamers podcast is about. Yep, is helping other people. So uh, thank you again, Travis. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Dreamers podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Dreamers podcast. Join us on Facebook at facebook.com slash dreamers podcast. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the dreamers podcast, please send an email to j at jpar.co. This podcast is copyright 2014 by jpar.co.